0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast, covering the good, the bad, and everything in between surrounding your Green Bay Packers. Fresh off a barn burner of a 27-24 overtime win over the New England Patriots. I am your host, Chris, co-host Chris Burke, joined alongside our social media manager and my esteemed co-host, Lindsay Hanson. Lindsay, how are you on this fine Sunday evening uh, we're recording earlier?
2: Oh boy, oh boy. I, I think my blood pressure is finally starting to, to even out a little bit after today's game. That was truly wild.
1: Yeah, you know, going into the game, the Packers were nine and a half point favorites. If the line moved, I didn't see it. Uh, you know, going up against Brian Hoyer, a backup quarterback uh, from New England, after it was announced that uh, Mac Jones was going to be out, kind of thought this would be kind of a good get-right game for the Packers. You know, not much, not much there. And who, boy, were we wrong? Uh, not only that, uh, Brian Hoyer went out, and Bailey Zappi was the next uh, quarterback for the Patriots. So they were, they were at their um, on their third quarterback, which was actually the second game that saw that happen, uh, the Giants, ironically enough, Green Bay's next opponent, we'll talk more about this, lost. Uh, there's both quarterbacks they had up today and had you, Saquon Barkley, their running back, uh, as an emergency quarterback uh, today. But, yeah, boy, as far as the Packers, that was way closer than it needed to be. But, you know, a win is a win, is a win, and I'll say just like we said last week, uh, like Matt LaFleur says, we'll never apologize for winning.
2: Yeah, we came out with it in the end, but man was it um it was just not at all what I thought going in and then at the same time I was like, well, every time the Packers are favorited, especially by as much as they were going into this game, they seem to just disappoint us in uh, in some big way which did happen and ultimately they they came out with it in the end, but it was not an easy win by any stretch of the imagination.
1: That most definitely was not, uh, you know, kind of a goofy day, goofy weekend in terms of Wisconsin sports. You know, the Packers had their game today, Brewers lost and are all but out of, uh, postseason contention. Um, and then on top of that, right at the end of the third quarter, you know, the Badgers got their behinds kicked yesterday by Illinois, but, uh, Right at the end of the third quarter, almost to the minute when the Packers fans were doing jump around at Lambeau Field, news broke that the Wisconsin Badgers fired their football coach, Paul Christ. And obviously, we are not a Wisconsin Badgers podcast. Uh, we're going to get to Packers football in a second here. But I uh, just kind of do want to address this a little bit because I know we've got a ton of listeners in Wisconsin. Um, you know, it's, it's, kinda, it's, it's a shame that it had to come to this. Paul Christ is very well respected, uh, terrific guy all around. Uh, kind of, unfortunately, kind of what happened to Mike McCarthy happened to him. Uh, program got stale. Their has especially gotten stale, uh, where it was just kind of time to move on. Uh, Jim Leonard, who came fairly close to, if uh, reports are to be believed, he came very close to being the Packers uh, defensive coordinator after the team part, way, part ways with Mike Patton, uh, ended up staying in Madison, is now the interim head coach. Uh, we wish him well, but uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a goofy, goofy weekend of Wisconsin sports.
2: Ah yes, when is it uh when is it not though? I mean being a Wisconsin sports fan is just heart attack inducing. So stressful. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what team. It just seems to be uh the curse of Wisconsin, I guess. Um very stressful.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, I, it's Wisconsin, even more so than the Packers, don't like to thrive on drama, and we obviously know what happened with Mike McCarthy, um,
0: you know, with his late
1: season firing. But just, uh, oh, boy, you know, they, they got some things to do, and, you know, Badgers are obviously probably not going to be doing much this season. They probably should still get a bowl berth. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what Jim Leonard can do. Uh, but enough about the Badgers. Let's talk about, you know, the Packers still got to win, as dirty as it might feel. Uh, So, Lindsay, uh, what do we got? What do we got going on for uh, good news this week?
2: Yes, of course. We, you know, we've said it a bunch already. We got the win. That is definitely uh, calls for, you know, uh, (laughs) the cheddar column. Along with that, Rashawn Gary. I mean, he was on fire today. He, what, had two sacks A forced fumble um it was it was a sack a fumble and then a recovery that he was able to to do in one play it was really he was he was on fire he's always a fun guy to watch I love him very much and he's our man I mean he really I we love Gary
1: yeah he you know it's so much for the talk of the draft bust right you know in the When the Packers took him in 2019, everybody was pulling their hair out. You know, Twitter had him labeled as a draft bust. Um, Everybody now has their prohibitive um, foot in their mouths after that. But in terms of this particular game, even early on, just seeing what he was doing, I just kind of, I tweeted, I I just kind of said, oh, this is going to be a Rashawn Gary game, huh? And somebody immediately replied and corrected me and said, Rashawn Gary season, not game, season. And it was a very, uh, very foreboding comment. (laughs) Uh, And I think it's time, you know, after a game like today, I think it's time we can start, obviously there's a lot of football left, but I think we can start firing up the defensive player of the year campaign for Rashawn Gary. Uh, Just, just unstop, you know, when the Packers lost to Darius Smith, they haven't missed a beat in terms of disruptiveness from their edge rushers. You know, there's true. Yeah. He just uh, two sacks, tackle for a loss, you know, that forced fumble and the recovery just, uh, he's turned into an absolute beast and, It's it's about time more people around the league start paying attention to number fifty two.
2: Absolutely, and that play specifically was just it was sick. I mean, I cannot that that was just a perfect play by him. It really, really was. He is such a he's such a powerhouse, and um and we're really lucky to to have him on our team on our side. Um, so yes, definitely. Rashawn Gary, we love you. Great job today. Aaron Jones. Oh, man. RB1. We love Aaron Jones. He had another really great game Uh, last week. He kind of, you know, didn't have as much action again. uh, A lot like the the week one game. Um, Obviously, week two, he saw a lot of action. Was phenomenal. And just the you know, the, the kind of breakout star of, of game two. And uh, he was seeing a lot of action, a lot more action today as well. Uh, He's just a reliable, fantastic player. I will keep saying it. I really hope that the Packers extend his contract. Uh, He is just such an asset for the team. I mean, he, we need we need a we need to try and keep him. I I think. Uh if you ask me, I I really think he is worth, you know, worth paying um the big bucks for because he that he is so talented. I mean
1: Yeah, he you know, he he's you know, there was a lot of talk this year that, that could AJ Dillon usurp him as the uh right. right as RB1 and he did it, it I started to buy into that and I I can banish that thought out of my head. I mean his stat line today, unbelievable. Uh sixteen carries, 110 yards, uh averaging a nice 6.9 yards per per carry. Yeah. Um no and three three receptions as well. So he's getting still getting some love out of the in the passing game. But yeah, he's the reports of his demise were greatly exaggerated. Uh, you know, the, they need the, the offense needs to run through Aaron. I just don't think it needs to be Rodgers right now. I think it needs to be Jones. It's running through the wrong Aaron, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, he's 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 really the one that, you know, and we'll talk about this when we look at it next week, but the offense really needs to run through him while the receivers keep, you know, while Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, get um, continue to get their sea legs underneath them. Um, run the run when the ball gets a number three's hand. Good thing happened. Good things happen. Full stop.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do think, you know, Dylan definitely, um, had a slow start. It was really in the overtime that we really saw more of him. Um, and he did make some, some great runs for us and some great plays. Um, but I do think I do agree in that Jones is uh, is you know designated as as RB one um, just based on the game two and and this this game's performances. I mean he's just he's reliable. He we can always count on him. He is uh, he's a great great player for us.
1: Yeah, just to be clear, he's actually still under contract for four or more years. But um, starting, I believe, next year, the Packers do have um, some options if they did want to move on. Obviously, we right now think that's completely out of the question. So, obviously, I think you know, tacking on some some more money to that, you know, the Packers, I think, definitely need to keep him around. Um, yeah. knows no no doubt about it. They they need to they need number thirty three on the field.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I uh, we got a lot of errands. On um, the Packers, <laughs> and and most of them are uh, are very very strong players for us. So uh, keep that trend going. Yeah, I I thought for sure. I don't know why I thought that his contract was coming to a end after this season
1: because it was he had signed a longer deal, but it was basically kind of a because he was up after twenty twenty. The last two years were kind of a two year. Um, you know, they converted his salary over into a signing bonus but uh mm-hmm. I think you know because it, there is it really kind of sort of a two-year deal when you looked at it where they could get outs after that but you know he's technically under contract for um at least the next next two more seasons at least um actually okay. I think yeah he's yeah he's got two more years at least I read okay. that wrong but yeah he's scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent in 2025 excuse me I can't I can't read numbers the adrenaline the adrenaline rush has sapped my brain cells. Excuse me. It's not four more years. It's only two more. So he signed through the end of the 2024 season, scheduled to become a free agent in 2025. So, you know, obviously, if they're going to look at an extension, it I think would probably have to come after next year. You know, I think I think he's definitely earned his spot for 2023 for sure.
2: Oh, he absolutely has. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nevertheless, uh, we need to keep him Packers. So just make sure we do. <laughs> um alan lazard he was on fire tonight he put up a great performance oh my god that that one catch holy what was the i forget the time of that catch remind me chris that uh just like unbelievable beautiful it was like the fourth quarter i believe
1: i believe so so I this this game took so many years and brain cells out of my brain. Um but yes, it was in the uh it was in the I believe it was the late third, early fourth. Uh but yes, that was a fantastic catch that you know, that the offense had sputtered up to that point uh for a good chunk of the game. Um but other than the, yeah
2: it was the one that that turned the offense around. It was the the throw and the catch that got them going again. So that was a, uh, that was a massive, massive play by, by Lazard. And uh, he's, he's really proving himself to be a reliable receiver for Rodgers. You can tell Rodgers trusts him and, and he likes the way that, um you know, that he plays the game. And, uh, he said in multiple interviews that Lazard is always asking the right questions trying to learn trying to get better. Right. Uh, so that a lot of- So that
1: that catch actually oh my god we were both way off just to shows you how much brain power this game sucked out of us. Uh, it was actually at the very start of the second half. I had a feeling that was right but I'm like I swear that was later. I thought they sputtered but nope it was right at the start of the second half. So
2: This game was so long. <laughs> everything is jumbled like nothing. Yeah. Nothing is, uh, okay. So the, the beginning of the third
1: exact very beginning of the second half. Yeah. Like first play of the third quarter. Um, this game, I thought this game was going to end in a tie at the rate things were going. It's like, Oh, this is going to, I'm like, I'm going to have one of those days where I don't know how to feel, aren't I? But, uh, yeah. So just shows you what kind of a mind numbing game this was. I, I think I need to be in the concussion protocol, just watching this
2: and listeners, just, you know, for, for reference, we usually have a day to decompress. Um, we usually <laughs> record on Monday so that we have a, have a chance to digest everything that, that happened. Um, so we are, uh, we're in new territory here. And after the game that it was, um, man, our brains are just jumbled.
1: Yeah, I'm probably going to be in the protocol for this week, so we'll have to see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Watson, he got his first his first career touchdown. That was really cool to see. Um, I know that. Like, I'm glad. Well, first, I'm glad he's back from injury. Um, that kid seems to just get injured. So you know, so often and such a short amount of time. So I'm really glad that we have him back and he's healthy and, and feeling good. And yeah, it was really, really great to see him get his first uh his first T D of his NFL career. Um what did you think about it? That play was really great.
1: Yeah, I gotta give a shout out to Paul Noonan um uh, on <laughs> reporting is eligible. He had a everything he called out about this game happened. Um, you know, about getting Dobbs involved in the, he even says like Watson's going to house a, you know, on a jet sweep on an end around and sure as heck it happened. Um, so I got to give Paul credit for that. Uh, Paul and company do a great job on that podcast. Shameless plug um, <laughs> to give them a listen on our feed. But uh yeah, I, you know, I thought I figured Watson's first play first touchdown wouldn't probably wouldn't come on a, on a reception. It would probably come on a play like that, but I mean, the, the kid can, the kid can move. I mean, once he got to like the five, I'm like, dude, just walk in. You don't even need. You can just put on the just coast. He just he cooked everybody. And I I looked at that. I'm like, man, Lafleur really, you know, schematically in that term spanked Belichick. Um, despite Bill kind of having his way with Matt most of the game, otherwise, otherwise. But uh, yeah, he that I I'm happy for him, and I hope this this is only the beginning. I, there's going to be many more touchdowns in his future.
2: Absolutely. I mean, the kid is so versatile. I mean, very much an athlete, you know, very quick. And um I, I do think that we are gonna see him uh come into his own and and start to be a, a machine for us in, in a sense. So I'm really excited for that and um I was really happy to see him get that that first T D. So
1: congrats. yeah, I hope Yeah. And I really hope this is kind of the start of more involvement for him in the offense. I mean, obviously it was his first game back, but, um, the obvious they got to get the ball in his hands. That just adds a whole nother dimension to that offense. Even I just, I, I think Aaron needs to start trusting him down the field a little bit more, but it's, it's going to come. It's just, uh, he's, we'll talk more about this in the next segment, but, uh, he definitely, it's, we're at that point where it's let the kid, it's time to let the kids play.
2: All right. Well, everyone, that does it for the cheddar part of our show. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back with the bratwurst.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience
1: All right. So we are back for the second half of our podcast now kind of going over the worst part of the game. And despite the win, I think we actually might have more in the bad column than we do could, despite the uh, result. just because this, this yeah. game was a, this game was a, this game was a pain to watch. Yeah. Um, so starting at the beginning, uh, the first two points kind of marry into each other, but uh, the first half offense, you know, when Aaron Jones, like I said earlier, when Aaron Jones has the ball, it works. Um, for once in a you know, then all of a sudden they go to, you know, then they take the ball out of his hands. You know, it's like they, the running the ball was working and all of a sudden they're starting to, Aaron Rodgers is starting to throw as we like to call it YOLO balls, you know, deep shots, you know, just trying to take shot plays, playing hero ball. Uh, and there's really no need to do that. Matt LaFleur did mention afterwards and I, I understand this, you know, obviously he's much smarter than I am. He's the NFL coach and I'm not, um, you know, you just they, 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 the concern was that if you don't, if you had, if you understood Rogers wanting to go deep, just because the more you don't do that, you start to see more stacked boxes, you know, and that's, that's where things could get tough for Jones. And, you know, the way the offense was moving, that could have made things a little tricky. So, I mean, I do respect that a little bit, but man alive, when you've got the running back with a hot hand, run them, you know, maybe not even just run, you know, screens, just, you know, you can use, you can deploy Aaron Jones in so many different creative ways. And I really don't think they did that. Uh, much in the first half.
2: Yeah, the opening play that Jones had was uh, beautiful. It was for 25 yards. Um and I was like, "Oh, if we keep this up, we are we are set. We're we're in good shape." And then kind of just fizzled out after that. They didn't really use them and then you know, for the rest of the the uh first half and then second half obviously they they changed it up and and started using him again and thank god for it it was a little confusing because it was such a good opening play and I was like well why not keep doing that like that's working um so yeah really really interesting but like you said Um, LaFleur and you know they they had their reasons so it does make sense and we are not coaches we're just fans (laughs) observing you know from from the outside looking and so um, it was just it was an interesting thing to note after such a, a great opening play.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if, you know, Elton Jenkins, I didn't put him on the list here, but Elton Jenkins did actually kind of have a rough go of it at right tackle. Um, really think it's time, you know, if, if Bakhtiari is settling in, you know, he played a majority of the game and held up well, all things considered. I really think it's time to kick Elton Jenkins back into guard where he's good. I mean, if you put Jenkins and Bakhtiari on the left side, you're fine there. Rogers' blind side is on lockdown. You know, you can kick Nyman over to right tackle then. And then move John Runyon over to, uh, or he could even use Zach Town there. I mean, but I just, I think it's time to move Jenkins back on the inside. I mean, he hasn't played a ton of right tackle, but at the same time, he's a phenomenal, we know he's a studded guard. And, you know, it, if he can't handle the right tackle concern, I, nothing, nothing against him. But I think it's just it, the, that might, that might be the way to go on the offensive line. Once they're certain uh, Bakhtiari is ready to go. Uh, segmenting from that, uh, Aaron Rodgers. who boy, um, probably one of the worst first halves of football I've seen him play in a while, at least under Matt LaFleur, um, definitely got some early 2019 vibes from, you know, when they were just learning their way, you know, feeling each other out, getting a feel for the new offense on their first year together. But he was inaccurate as all get out in the first half, missing, missing throws in the flat. I mean, there was one ball that I think landed in Fond du Lac. He missed so bad just on the throat of the, on the throat of the screen. It was just, I don't, uh, I just, it, it was a very un Rogers like performance. But, you know, as the frustration mounts too, we started seeing some, you know, the, a hot mic picked him up a couple of times, you know, snap the effing ball uh, to Josh Myers, you know, when they were trying to get set. Uh, then he snaps at Tyler Davis. Well, you know, why are you, why are you moving right now? Just, it. He got rattled very easily, and at at some point, you know, I just with Aaron, I stop. You know, you got to stop throwing the ball to your buddies and run the offense. You know, I feel like they're for whatever reason they've left a you know just a shred of the Mike McCarthy offense in there to help Aaron out just to keep him comfortable instead of fully going with the Lafleur offense. I think it's time to take that security blanket away. He's probably not going to like it, but run the offense. Like Matt Lafleur can scheme things up as well as anybody. Um, I think he's proven that in the last three years. Uh, I just, it's, it's time. Just run the offense, dude. Stop worrying about getting the balls to certain people. Just run the offense, take what it gives you. This is meant to make your life easier, you know, and stop these hero ball things like it. I mean, Matt LaFleur is well within his rights to rein him in. It's a four, you know, he's a four time MVP, but you know, he just, just like his predecessor on the field, you know you got you got to rein him in a little bit like if he works within the offense it'll be fine just um he had a better second half I'll give him that uh you know things looked a little better there but just uh I mean there's just times right now it's just like Aaron what are you doing like sometimes it feels like he's too smart for his own good you know
2: yeah it it is a different Aaron Rodgers this season so far um, that is something that we've all noticed i'm I'm not sure really what's going on because it isn't like he hasn't faced this kind of situation before um and I mean, granted, he was much younger i I don't know the first first half was so painful for the offense I mean nothing again nothing happened on the offense which is exactly what we were talking about last week during the Bucks game where just nothing was happening and eventually they got they got around to um, you know once Lazard made that that fantastic catch and Rogers to his credit deserves credit on that throw that was phenomenal which we now know was in the top of the third and not the bottom (laughs) um thanks for looking that up and confirming chris um so yeah i i think it's really it's not something that we are used to in terms of rogers we I just I think that he needs to get out of his own head a little bit. And I do think I I agree we've talked about this before that the the mental blocks that occur when mistakes are made I think they're really having a, a different kind of effect on him this year for whatever reason. I I'm not sure. I just, I really hope that we're able to figure it out because that could very well be a, a, you know, a detriment that we can't, we can't um, get past if, if we can't figure out a way to, uh, to face it now early in the season.
1: Well, you know, that's exactly it. It's like, stop, stop it with the Jedi mind tricks, just go play football, work within the offensive scheme. Like you don't need to prove to anybody that you're the smartest person on the field. Just work within the damn offense. It, it is, I mean, I'm not a professional quarterback obviously, but it's like, just work, Like get out of your own, like you said, get out of your own head, stop with the mind games and just play. You'll be fine. Um, I, I mean, don't, don't know, you know. He
2: has the talent. So it's just like, just play.
1: Yeah. And you know, the Packers have shown like, you know, they've shown so much, like they've shown bits on offense and, you know, on uh, defense, special team. If the Packers can ever put it all together, they look like they're going to be a darn good football team, but so far they haven't shown that they're close to getting everything put together. Uh, they're just going to have these little spurts where talent's winning out over it. But if they can just put everything, you know, put all three phases together for a seamless performance, you know, and they can string some of those together, they're going to be fine. But until then, it's going to be, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of these these uh, blood pressure raising games are going to be the the norm until they do that.
2: Yeah, it's just so clunky. It's just it feels so clunky right now. Uh, We just can't get in that groove that we usually find. And granted, this is obviously coming from, you know, we we are three in one. So we have found away to win 3 of the 4 games that we've played so far. So we we also have to, you know, I well, I'm just going to say that and re- remind everyone that like we're not um we're not nitpicking. We just we really want this team to go to the Super Bowl and and I do think they have what it takes. Exactly. Like you said, if they're able to figure out how to make it a seamless, cohesive unit, as opposed to three different teams, you know, it's, yeah, it's going to be uh it's going to be a long season, if
1: not. Oh, and for sure. And I mean, it, I don't want to be the Debbie donor, but there are a couple within a whisker of the last two games we could be sitting here in a much different mood looking at this at one and three. Um, so we're saying it out of love, but um, obviously a lot, a lot of work to do And the Packers know that they're not, they're not out there fooling themselves. They, they know they've got to get better. Um, Roger said as much as post-game press conference today, that he's got to play better as well. But he's like, I usually don't string together two bad halves of football. It's usually true. So yeah. Uh, they'll I, obviously, you know, never apologize for winning, survive in advance, whatever you want to, whatever the heck you want to call it. But uh, you know, that the, I'm still so confident they'll put it together. Uh, moving on to another. So he caught it. He had his first Lambeau leap today. So I'm super happy for Romeo Dobbs, but I still have to include him. Um, you know, a couple, one, his fault, the second one, eh, you know, with that fumble once, you know, once again, they're putting the ball on the ground. You know, it's a problem he's been showing. Uh, is it just a rookie problem? Um, you know, and I, I thought after that fumble he had, I'm like, boy, Rodgers is going to look his way again. You know, saying that tongue-in-cheek sort of just because, you know, when a receiver makes a mistake, Rodgers throws him into the doghouse fairly quickly, but, you know, he had some of those RPO plays at the end where he was a contributor at the end that helped him get into a position to win the game. So I can't can't knock him for that, but, you know, and also – that long touchdown where Matt LaFleur stupidly oh my God. that non-touchdown catch where Matt LaFleur foolishly wasted a challenge and Matt LaFleur to his credit props to him admitting afterwards, I had my staff screaming, you know, you said basically I had my staff telling me don't challenge it. Don't challenge it. I did it anyway. It was an emotional decision. It was dumb. Uh, so definitely something he knows he can go from, but that was that close to being a heck of a catch. But, uh, and oh. it was so similar to the Des Bryant reception. That I just thought, I'm like, yep, karma got us back from that playoff game in
2: 2015. I truly, oh my god, dude. I, because from um from like, initially, we all thought it was a touchdown. For like a, a second, we were like, woo! So excited, screaming, just like, Dobbs did it again. He, you know, he was the, you know, just superstar. And then Uh, Quickly saw that he dropped it before, um, you know, before getting down and uh, and there was no mistaking it. There was absolutely no mistaking that. So it was it went from so, so happy to so, so bummed within a matter of two seconds. And even I mean, Rogers thought he had it. You know, Rogers was celebrating and um, it was it was another great toss by him. Uh, it is something that Dobbs is going to have to work on. He is very much a rookie. This was his fourth NFL game of of his career. So I do really see potential in the kid. And I really think that he is going to be a standout player for us. I think that he's gonna, he's gonna figure out a way to, um, you know, to make sure that he, he holds on to those, those ones and, uh, and does, you know, works on the the fumbles. Cause that is that the fumbles are, are what is worrisome. But again, I, I do think that's simply a, a rookie finding his footing. And, and I'm, I've got a good feeling about Dobbs and, uh, you know, we'll see, but hopefully I'm right.
1: Yeah. Cause later on, he did have that patented back shoulder throw from 12 to 87. It seemed like old times, you know, just a different player wearing that number. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I think he's, he's going to be fine. You know, he could have done a better job getting under that ball on that long pass. He'll see that he'll understand that. Um, but, you know, is a millimeter or two here, or there are probably a different results. So mm-hmm. uh, stinks, but um, hate to put that in the column, but that definitely did. If they score that game, this game's over. Like, If that pick six that Aaron Rodgers threw at the beginning, and I didn't mention that in the earlier column, shame on me. Um, Another, you know, he doesn't throw pick sixes often, but uh, you know, if they got that back and that Dobbs back, this game is, um, we're not sweating it at all. It's a much more comfortable win. So they say football's a game. They say football's a game of inches and it's very true.
2: Yeah. That was his fourth ever pick six in his entire career. So that never happens um which is something that we're saying a lot with Rogers it's like oh that never happens with Rogers um which is ironic but um truly though never happens like he never does that so that was that which was a huge huge blow um you know that was that was rough
1: yeah you know just it yeah it He's, he's got four interceptions, I believe, already on the year, and boy, that's, mm. you know, he's on, pace to, he's on pace to throw, I think, 12 for the year total, which would be the most he's had uh, in a long time, but, you know, when you compare that, to, you know, for Rodgers, that's a little rough, but when you compare that to the NFL quarterbacks, that's, that is an unbelievably crazy number, you know, when you it's, look at a big picture, so. Yeah. Obviously, some things to clean up in the passing game, um, defense overall. Uh, we're going to start just with the run defense. You know, the Packers knew what the Patriots were going to do, especially with the backup and the, you know, with the backup and not, not a third string quarterback, you know, that they were going to run the ball quite a bit. You know, the, Joe Barry seemed to know what was coming and yet they often seemed powerless to stop it. Uh, people really having a hard time setting the edge. Uh, just a, another sloppy game. The head of the uh, you know the Patriots out actually the Packers out, did outgain the Patriots one ninety nine to one sixty seven on the ground sure didn't seem like it but uh, boy they were you know the it seemed like they were helpless at a point and they were getting gashed especially early on you know and once again first drive points were surrendered you know it would be nice to that'll definitely help the offensive rhythm you know if they can just get their first drive at a 0-0 score when you know they're not receiving the kickoff.
2: Yeah, the, um, the run defenses definitely are, we, that is the, the area of defense that we need the most improvement on and and need to work on the most. Um, our defense is phenomenal. I, I really am proud of how they've been playing these, these, you know, four games going into the season the run defense definitely, definitely needs work. And we saw that again today. We saw that with Chicago. They, they just, they know everyone knows it. Everyone knows that if they, they run the ball, they can likely, you know, run it all the way down the field because our run defense has holes in it, if you will. And, uh, and that is something that we, we've got to clean up. And, you know, hopefully, Hopefully we will sooner than later. It's hard for me to talk about the defense in a negative way, just because they have been so phenomenal, right? Like the rest of the rest of defense has, uh, has really changed the course of games for us. Um, especially the last two weeks. So, um, so yeah, I mean it's it's painful to say, but yes, our our rush defense definitely needs <laughs> definitely needs to to be improved.
1: Well, for me, it's just been you know the the inconsistency of the defense is what's starting to get to me. It's just there's times they look I don't want to say generational. That's probably too too strong, but there are times that they've looked like a very like a top tier defense. Then there's other times it's like, what are they doing? You know, that it's self inflicted stuff. It's strategic. It's like, come on, Joe Barry, get out of your own way, just keep it simple, but, uh, you know, could they, you know, and when I thought about the run defense, you know, could they could use some, could they use, you know, maybe another cheap veteran mid season, you know, do they do a, and I do not want to read the comments section after I say this, but you know, would they dare do a devil with the, with Ndamukong Sue? You know, he obviously has been a thorn in the Packers side for all the wrong reasons. Uh, you know, dirty play and all that, but you know, do the Packers do, do a, can they get some use out of him for you know a little bit? I, you can probably get him cheap. You know he'll he would sign cheap to chase another ring, you know, or chase a ring. So I just uh, I don't know on that. I'm just I'm struggling in, in you know what, what he can do because you know they they gotta you know I I don't know what else they can really do right.
2: Now. Yeah, yeah i I am not sure. Something I did want to to bring up and while we're on while we're on defense Kenny Clark with that penalty after the sack that personal foul penalty that was so unlike him i mean i i didn't understand i still don't understand what happened it's just so non characteristically Clark, you know, he's, he's usually never one to get a, a call or a foul like that. And that really, um, that was, that resulted in a touchdown for the, the Pats, you know, it was, um, it was the start of the drive that that personal foul happened. And then they, they brought it all the way to the end zone. So, uh, it is, it is concerning. Um, I don't think it's something that we're going to see very often. It was just, it was more shocking actually i'm not going to say concerning it was more shocking
1: yeah it you know it i don't understand that either because that took them out of a second and long and that really helps you know if that if that penalty doesn't happen you know that that may stop um it just i don't know i don't know the full story behind that either i i barely caught it on camera but uh it's i just yeah those those are the kind of boneheaded penalties that you just can't have happen. So I'm not it's not a habit with Clark, just one of those spur of the moment things that could have had a much worse impact on the game. Um but yeah, that you know, maybe maybe they get that first drive stop, but you know, it's like I said before, the Packers just have got to stop tripping over themselves uh in terms of, you know, defense. They they can be so good, it's just get out of your own way. Well that you know, doesn't
2: self-inflicted. I mean, that was that that one was 100% on Clark it was like why what was the point of that and how did that help how did that help anything why would you like it's just you know it's it's ego and it's it's emotion and and everything like that I, I understand it and I have this is me talking because about it as if like I have a clue what happened and I don't I don't know the reasoning for it from the outside looking in I'm I'm just questioning why
1: yeah, it. I'm not until it becomes a pattern, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it. But yeah, it's kind of one of those huh, time moments.
2: Yeah, he's not like I said, it's not concerning. It's more just like, it was more just like, well, that's shocking. That never happened. Mm-hmm. That never happens on the Packers, period. We yeah,
1: don't, we don't, don't do that. that. No, we don't do unnecessary roughness. Exactly.
2: exactly. So,
1: so then, uh, you know, one one more bad note on the defense. This is not so much schematically or strategic, but uh. safety safety depth is obviously a concern. And you know, Adrian Amos out of the game early with a concussion. Uh, not great, especially that the now that the Packers have a very long flight coming up. Um, and in light of the Tua situation, I don't think you know a player. Teams are now going to be, especially with that investigation still ongoing. Teams are going to be extremely careful. And you know, if I think it's the moment you just. To anyone, if you're watching any game, it doesn't even have to be the Packers. If you see somebody out with the or out of the game being evaluated for a concussion, just assume they're out. I don't think anybody's going to take any chances right now, um, which is actually a good thing,
0: as well, you know, in terms
1: of player not. safety. Just because
2: exactly,
1: uh, I don't even want to get started on the Tua situation because I'll end up I'll end up swearing so much. This will it'll end up being just one giant bleep. But um,
2: we'll be it, here for another two hours. So yeah, ex-
1: no. yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So that stinks. Obviously, they're going to have to – I don't know if you're going to see more of Mike Abernathy coming up. Uh, Rudy Ford stepped in, did fine. Um, Darnell Savage played a little better, but Rudy Ford did fine. But that ended up taking him off of special teams, and I really think Rudy Ford's better suited for special teams than he is. Defense, no offense. But uh, I just think, you know, that – hope. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe he'll be all right, but I just – I would assume he's not going to be going to London – um coming forward so let's look ahead speaking of london let's look ahead to this coming weekend yeah the packers are hopping across the pond as they like to say and we'll be playing and we'll be playing at tottenham stadium uh in london uh facing the new york giants uh kind of a highlight trip of the year you know regular season kind of an outside norm thing packers got nine home games this is one of them uh yeah so yeah Lindsay, how are, are you? Um, any fun plans are you gonna do anything british uh, for the game on sunday
2: <laughs> like some fish and chips or something
1: well possibly i mean the downside to this is the game so the game and this this really sucks for you Lindsay. in the morning yeah oh it's 8 30 lambo time 7 30 in the morning um for her and then we've got a few staffers on the west coast and it's gonna be six thirty in the morning um we'll probably won't be any beer at that point you know like, <laughs> i don't know if...
2: Bloody mary or a mimosa Yeah,
1: that's true that's true that's that's fair I was just trying to think of something, you know. Maybe I'll maybe I will have some scotch for that game. It's uh, some. I'm I'm a Wisconsin boy, you know. That 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 early stuff, that early drinking stuff, doesn't phase us. (laughs) But um, looking ahead, so the Packers faced a second and a third string quarterback this week. Um, We're recording this on Sunday, so we have no clue on injuries as far as the Giants. But in their win over the Bears today, uh, Daniel Jones went down, and so did their backup Tyrod Taylor leaving no quarterback on the roster during the game today. And Saquon Barkley, the running back was taking snaps out of the wildcat and they trotted out Daniel Jones with a bad ankle as a decoy wide receiver in the wildcat. Um, Lot to be decided yet on who they're going to face, but there's a very strong chance they could be facing a third string quarterback, which uh, the giants have Davis Webb on their practice squad. I'm going to assume he's going to be elevated regardless of one of the other two are cleared because I, if, if Taylor has a concussion, like we just said, I think they're going to err on the caution, especially with that flight that he won't play. Um, but yeah, that that could be a very different situation. I think after what happened this week, I would hope Joe Barry would have a little more, uh, will have a little better luck against the third team quarterback this week.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sure as hell hope so. Um, yeah, that is just insane. I mean, though, like what you just said is insane. <laughs> like That doesn't, how does that, oh my God, they don't have any QBs right now. That is wild. I mean, well, I just don't.
1: I mean, it's, uh, I, it's, this is a little stranger. Cause you know, the Broncos played that game last year, you know, but it was due to COVID it wasn't due to injury, you know, where they trotted out a wide receiver quarterback. I forgot who they had. Was it? I can't remember, but uh you know, this, this time is just a completely different situation. You know, I guess it's no different in a way than a position player pitching in baseball, but this is extremely rare at the NFL where, you know, we hear emergency exactly. quarterback. We kind of chuckled because, you know, we always joked about, you know, in Green Bay with Randall Cobb. Oh, is he going to throw a pass? Because he did in college in Kentucky way back in, what was that, the 60s? You know, since we all seem to be calling Cobb an old man. But, um, I, you know, I, that's going to definitely be a situation to watch.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, I'm, yeah, that is, I mean, and if we cannot beat a team who is playing their wide receiver for their QB, then we don't deserve to be playing. (laughs) If that happens, if they're like that, no, no. No, no, no. That's just that's too wild. That's too wild. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm
1: I'm gonna assume the Giants are gonna elevate Webb and probably sign another quarterback this week. Right. But uh a lot lot to see there. So looking ahead to the actual game, you know, in terms of you know, the you know, the rush defense, you know, we talked about the Packers struggling there. Saquon Barkley returning back from a uh ACL injury, uh, definitely something to watch. He's still a very good running back. Um so I think, you know, we might, I got a feeling next week we might see more of the same, but, you know, I think the Packers will probably be more prepared this time because the Giants, you know, the the running game offense against for Green Bay, well, the rush offense, excuse me, will have a much better shot. You know, the Giants defense is currently treading 30 in total rushing yards uh, on their defense, but they're 11th in passing yards. So I think next week we're going to see very much a very heavy dosage of Aaron Jones and probably A.J. Dillon um, uh, next week in London.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, uh, you know, I think, like I said last week, I think if we, if we go in and, and I think they will this time, and especially with it being in London, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna take it a little bit, uh, more seriously and, um, just have a different headspace about it because, you know, it's, a, it's a new, new space space and you know for for everyone. Um I I do think the chances are pretty good. I as long as they don't you know dismiss it, uh dismiss the Giants or the game in general. Um I think we we have a good a good chance um even with everything that we just discussed. I you know I do think that the Packers can can rally again. And,
1: and, uh,
2: you know, I do want to say thanks to the giants for beating the bears today. That was, that was cool. I appreciated that.
1: Yeah. And the giants are three and one, which I think is a surprising three and one. They have not looked very good at times, but the bears, have, the bears looked horrible at times today. Again. Uh, I just, I, th- you know, that's a team. I think that that might be, the, the record might be a little deceiving in a bad way, you know, and that they're not as, Good as they look, but hey, shout out to Brian Dabble for doing a great job out there so far. Um, the Giants, I think, are a team in transition a bit, but hey, you know, they're they're off and starting. You, you can't really overlook anybody still at this early point in the season.
2: Exactly. Absolutely. And um, and yeah, do you know why the, the Bears looked you know looked so bad? Because they still suck.
1: Had to get that in, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah just just i mean with the boy i just a uh, babe boy um that that offense is is something to behold i just i just don't i just don't understand it um anyway that's gonna pretty much do it for us on this episode of for cheddar or worst uh we will be joining you again next week um so we'll have a uh a, a nice spot of tea and a little bit we'll enjoy some uh London early morning football. Um, Lindsay will probably be running on coffee by the time we're recording at that point.
2: You have some tea and biscuits.
1: It's fish and chips, yeah. yeah. Um, London, if, you, if if anybody's going to the game, have fun. London is such, I, I love England. I love London. I love the British people. It's just, it's, it's a wonderful area, and I hope the Packers go out there and represent really well. They have, yeah. actually do have a very big following over there they um,
2: absolutely do it's so strong in london in the uk they have very strong following just like the states
1: and there are actual packers pubs over there if i if i recall like there oh, it is all
2: over the world rogers has yeah. been the packers like packers bars uh he's said in in a couple of interviews like all over the world truly anywhere there's a packers bar which is the coolest
1: thing gotta love it so yeah we're taking this thing international next week uh thank you everyone for listening keep it on acme packing company for all your packers news and podcasts uh make sure to give us a five-star review uh on itunes or wherever you get your podcast from we greatly appreciate it uh Lindsay, anything else to add before we go
2: just as always go pack go
1: amen to that all right uh we're out thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll catch you in a week
2: thanks guys see you next week